0: T's and C's apply in South Wales, authorisation number tp slash 01005. Our first guest today really needs no introduction, but we're going to give her one anyway, because Fern number 68, captain of three World Cup winning teams in 1998, 2002, 2006. She won 29 of the 30 tests as skipper, played in 35 in total from 1996 to 2006, starting all but one of those in the number two jersey. She's in the World Rugby Hall of Fame, she is now the Deputy Chair of New Zealand Rugby and our women's competition is named after her. And it's a real pleasure for me to welcome onto the show this morning uh, Dr. Farah Palmer. Good morning, Farah. Thanks for joining us. Kia uh, ora,
1: Ian, and thank you for
0: inviting me. Uh, this is symbolic this weekend, and I know, um, you know it's taken a while for uh, the Black Ferns to play 100 test matches, but it is. It's very special. And in and, and all, I think, a, ref- a time for reflection on on what the ladies, what you girls have done for this game over that period of time. So it's a, it's a special one.
1: It definitely is. You know, we love to celebrate milestones, and especially because it has taken a long time. You know, I played for 10 years and and pretty much only had 35 tests, so it's great to see that the number of games uh, were ramping up that was until COVID hit. Uh, so they are really, really chomping at the bit to play this game
0: against one of their closest rivals. Uh, so yeah, I think they're pretty excited. I'd imagine around uh, New Zealand, uh, there'll be a lot of, uh, of former players uh, like yourself who, who will take special meaning out of this game because of, of uh, what you have put in uh, and they have put in throughout the years to get uh, women's rugby to where it is now.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, there was a a team put together way back in 1989, and they played in a festival in Christchurch. And Laurie O'Reilly had a lot to do with that. But that wasn't an official team. It wasn't until 1991 that it was considered an official New Zealand women's team. And they played in the unofficial World Cup in Wales. So, you know, if you think about the struggles and the challenges and the determination of all the people that were really passionate about women's rugby, it's great to see that we've got to this milestone, it's great to see that our blackbirds are acknowledged and at the moment they're semi-professional and it's great to see that the number of girls and women playing rugby but also being involved in rugby and other roles really kind of increasing.
0: Yeah, I mean it is it it really is, it's it's growing at a rate Um, a lot of people want it to grow even quicker and, and I imagine it will do and uh, test matches like this will uh, I, I think emphasise that point It's been 26 months uh, far since the last test that uh, the Black Ferns uh, were able to play So man it's been a long time and, and I, I just wonder I just wonder how well prepared they'll be uh, The mental side of it, they'll be. the expectation has been there for so long but now that it's finally arrived they haven't had the greatest of build-ups have they? No they haven't, you know with um, COVID
1: they ended up having to kind of like play against teams and and we had, um, you know, the Pacifica kind of contingent within New Zealand helping out with that. They've so had lots of cats but nothing beats having a test match. And, you know, to play against England, we've only lost to four nations, England, France, uh, the luck of the Irish one year, and uh, the USA way back in 1991. So... You know, this, these are going to be some tough games. We've had a little bit of a warm-up. They had, like, two 60-minute games against the under-20s team and, and Wales. So that was good for them just to get that fit out. Uh, and we've had the FPC and we've had, you know, all that kind of stuff. But, but they really will be um, kind of like hitting their straps hopefully and, and doing what they do when you wear a black jersey, just taking it up a couple of notches.
0: Yeah, well, I played, you played 99, the Black Ferns, 99 test. The one amazing record. This 186, drawn, one lost, 12. Uh, but as you say, I would imagine that if, if I look at these two sides, and, and you know, and it hasn't been a lot of rugby recently, but this is probably the match up um, that uh, is top of the tree at the moment with the teams going around uh, England versus the Black Ferns. Yeah, I mean, England and France are. You know, France mm-hmm. has been our nemesis
1: as well. You know, whenever we play them, they just they just play such a different style of, of game. And I don't know, when I was playing, playing against England was really, I don't know, that just made made the hairs on, on your on your skin kind of stand up and you just couldn't wait to try and beat them. So I'm sure that the players will all be really, really excited about this game. And, and so they should, you know, this is leading into the, the Rugby World Cup. Uh, which was meant to be played in 2021, is now playing in 2022. And it's on our home soil. Now, what a privilege it is to host the World Cup. So mm. they will be wanting to say, look, we're on the on the way back again.
0: Well, you'll be heavily involved in that. How how are the arrangements um, uh, for that World Cup coming along?
1: Oh, we've got a great group um, led by Michelle Hooper that are doing everything to kind of keep it in front of mind we had some limited ticket sales that sold in minute within minutes and on the Mm -hmm. 1st of November you can start buying our package deals for the game so it's going really well we're connecting with the communities in Whangarei and Auckland we're we're getting you know the marketing side of things and we really want to make it a massive festival and and event Uh, we just kind of need COVID to kind of like well not disappear but be in that manageable Kind of range and uh, we can do What we can to get people to come along to the Games and support our,
0: our Black Ferns one, one of the Things about the Black Ferns that, that I can Recall over those years is you've always had A great a great standard of leadership You've always had inspirational uh, Leaders within the group uh, Tell us a wee bit about uh, Les Elder The current captain, what impresses you about her? Oh look,
1: Les is is one of those people that just gives 100% to anything that she does. You know, she's just recently had a baby and she came back from that pretty quickly. And she's she's a little pocket, you know, she's pocket rock. She's not very big, but, man, she's strong and she's got a strong heart. Uh, she's fit as and she's pretty hard-nosed. So she'll tell you, you know, a spade is a spade. She won't muck around. Keeps everybody honest. Uh, so yeah, typical kind of flanker person, just really into it. So she's a great, great leader. And, you know, there are some amazing leaders within there, and some great um, personalities as well. You know, they get on social media and they do all their TikTok dances. So they're really engaged.
0: Look, uh, you mentioned before it's, uh, it represents a great chance to build up for uh, next year's World Cup. But uh, twelve debutants in the squad uh, for this four-match tour. So. Um, Coach Glenmore, he's dug deep, hasn't he, with that in mind?
1: Yeah, you know, as I said, we haven't, they haven't had a very good... I, I still say we as if I'm in the team. I'm not in the team. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't had a great build-up. So this is an opportunity to really get them to cut their teeth. And, uh, you know, they have taken a bigger squad, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they're aiming to give everybody some game time. So it's just giving those newbies a chance to demonstrate that they deserve to be in the starting line-up, and, you know, they will. And they've got some, some cool heads, some mature players in there, but they've also got some young ones, and that'll just be a really exciting environment to be in.
0: Look, without um, spending much time on the field internationally, the game is certainly going ahead behind the scenes, of course the, the Palmer Cup, named after you, it, it grows in strength the whole time and uh, it was great, I think, to see Waikato win it uh, to end that Canterbury dominance because it just shows that the spread is there. Um, but the other thing, of course, I've noticed being the announcement and the introduction shortly of Super Rugby all uh, um How many women's players do you think will be f- uh, fully professional as a result of this?
1: I don't know if they'll be fully professional. There'll be those that have already got contracts with uh, the Sevens, Black Fern 7s who They've just come off their kind of amazing campaign at the Olympics. And then we'll have some that are semi-professional that are Black Fern 15 players. But for some, it will be their first taste of kind of what it, what it means to be in this professional space. So they're only together for a short amount of time. I think it might be sort of four to six weeks or something. And it'll just be intense. So I think that'll be a good indication of whether they can uh, take that kind of pressure. But, man, it's an exciting competition. You now, picky, I know all the teams are kind of really getting behind um, their branding and coming up with new names and things like that. And the Super Rugby Clubs are really behind it as well. So that will be a short, sharp, intense experience, what it means to be a professional rugby player.
0: What about the advancement of uh, women's coaches as well, because we see uh, Steve Hansen's daughter Whitney is with the team in the UK as an intern at the moment. I, I would imagine at some stage, uh, when the time is right, uh, a fully-fledged uh, women's coaching group in charge of the Black Ferns would be quite ideal. Yeah, you know, we're
1: working behind the scenes, uh, New Zealand rugby are, to try and k- kind of get those women into those roles and leading up. and um, I'm pretty sure that um, although there are no head coaches in the Super Rugby team, the uh, teams, there are going to be assistant coaches here that are female. And we've, we, we know that this is an area we can improve on. I know there are some amazing female coaches out there. So yes, that is part of our aspiration to get more women into coaching roles, more women in governance, more women involved in those leadership roles throughout rugby.
0: Farah, we know that uh, you enjoyed the playing aspect of it. How are you enjoying uh, the administration side of it? Uh, the jet ditty chair role is uh, is a very high profile one. So, uh, how are you enjoying uh, that side of the game?
1: Yes, yeah, like being in the middle of the scrum again. It's, it's, um, it's you know it's in the front line. It, it's it's interesting. It's not for everybody, but I love it. I had a go at coaching. I was terrible at it. I had a go at doing the kind of rugby commentary. I was terrible at that too. So I found my space in the governance space and it's really exciting to see all of the really um, innovative things we're doing to try and reimagine rugby and trying to combine that balance of looking after the community game but also looking after the commercial and professional side of of the sport as well. So I'm really loving it. Um, Yes, so I'm hoping to stay there for a few more years yet and really want to see our Rugby World Cup next year kind of being a, a special moment for us.
0: I think it's a great reflection too on the power of of administration and the power of rugby itself that even in these times um, of uncertainty around the world that we can send our top two uh, rugby teams across the other side of the world and they can basically play uh, in the same vicinity in the space of 24 hours so I just think that's fantastic for the game.
1: Yeah, it is, you know, and we have got lots of challenges at this time, but we're up for it, and that's what I'm most... We have been able to be really agile as an organisation and do what we can, you know, even at the, the provincial level to see if we can get some games going and just get, give people a chance to, to experience our game, whether that's as a player or a spectator or as a volunteer, and just enjoy it because, you know, nothing like getting a bunch of people together passionate about a certain kaupapa, and it's just really uplifting. Mm.
0: Father Palmer, thank you very much uh, for your time this morning. Loved hearing your reflections. And I, I know when the, they kick off um, this weekend that um, you'll have a special thought for what's gone by in the past and the fact that you're celebrating that 100th. Enjoy it. Let's hope they win it and enjoy it. To, and uh, thanks again for your time.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Thank you. Father, Dr. Father Palmer there, of course, probably one of the most famous famous women's rugby players not just in New Zealand, but in the world. And now, of course, loving the administration side of it and putting back in to the game. Fantastic person.